Welcome to the Soma Podcast. My name is Zach. And my name is Rob. And we are two guys exploring all things diversity in theology and culture. How's it going today, Rob? It's good, man. I just got a cup of coffee. It's kind of late, but man, I just love my coffee. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Big Shoulders. It's on Milwaukee and Chicago. Okay. So it's a it's a local Chicago brew. Local Chicago brew. They're pretty good, man. Yeah. Do you like to, to source all your coffee locally? Uh, I mean, I try to help out this community as much as I can by giving them my money, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I mean, I just really enjoy some of the Chicago coffees, like Intelligentsia, Metropolis, Big Shoulders. Mm. Those, those are to name a few. All right, we're going to have to reach out to them to sponsor this podcast now that we've said all their names and gave them all oh. this free revenue. So, oh. All right, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give them a call. So what are we talking about today, Rob? Today's topic is inaugurated eschatology, which is a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Zach, do you know the definition of this? Uh, I do you know what it means? Can I, you explain it? it? So eschatology, I know, is the, uh, I don't know, systematization of all things the end of the world. End times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, inaugurated is to begin or introduce. Okay. So, like, the presidential inauguration. Right. It it introduced and began the presidency. Okay. And so when we say end times, are we talking about like the guy on the soapbox who's like got the left behind book in one hand and the Bible in the other and he's talking about like the coming of the Antichrist and all that stuff? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about how with inaugurated eschatology, we're talking about how the end times are are already, but not yet. Already, but not yet. Yes. Okay. So flesh that out a little bit. What is so that as mean? we're talking about inaugurated, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're saying that in, in, this, in this topic, um, eschatology or the end times were inaugurated at the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Okay. So they were introduced when during the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. The eschatology was introduced. The end times were introduced. Okay, so in other words, the end times began in the time of Jesus? It already began, yes, mm-hmm. but we are not fully there. Okay, so we, we, we're basically kind of somewhere in the middle of the timeline of the end. Sure. Okay. It, pretty much uh, what happens is, you know, the argument is that, that the end is already here. It is already here, but it has yet to be consummated. Okay. So consummated, is that like I- the same concept as like consummation of marriage? Absolutely. Okay. So you know how the Bible often talks about how at the end when Christ comes during the second coming, mm-hmm. it is going to be the marriage supper of mm-hmm. the Lamb. Yes. The the bridegroom is going to consummate himself mm-hmm. with the bride, which is the church, uh, often referred to as the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so these end times have not yet been consummated. They will be consummated when Christ returns, but we are already tasting it right now. Okay. So what is what does that look like? How, what are some ways that we are currently tasting this uh, this already, not yet? Well... Christians are awaiting the resurrection, right? Yeah. We're, we're awaiting our bodily resurrection. The resurrection of Christ has already occurred, 
Hence, this is how we participate in inaugurated eschatology. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we are waiting for our new bodies, right? But in a sense, if you think about it, believers are already raised with Christ. So uh, Colossians 3.1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And so what I'm saying is we have been raised with Christ in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Not literally raised with Christ quite yet. The sure. literal resurrection of our bottle bodies are going to occur when Christ comes for his people. So is it kind of like how, um, like we're we're saved by as Christians we're saved by Jesus in like the moment that we accept him into our lives, but at the same time we're not all the way there. We're not. It's not as though like as soon as we start to follow Jesus everything is peachy and we're completely sanctified and you know we're no longer capable of sin and everything is eradicated from our lives immediately. Like there's still like a process to um, our salvation. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, this is it's a process. We're being sanctified, which means we're being purified and made more like Jesus from the day of salvation to the day that our Jesus calls us home. We are being pruned. We are being constantly, constantly processed into his image and conformed into his image. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it's not that I get saved today and then all of a sudden today i'm perfect yeah so i'm already saved but i am not yet completed in christ in his image does that make sense yeah it is already but not yet i think like for what this means for us right now is a lot of people think that like as we become christians we look at this hope that's in the future and it's like we're awaiting this future kingdom where everything's gonna be fine and perfect and right but we, with that train of thought, we're neglecting the the being present in the now, especially in Christ, mm. because there are so many benefits and just the beauties of life that we can experience in Christ right now. But a lot of people just look at forward, forward, what's to come, what's to come. Yes, that's mm. great, but we need to live in the now and experience the already of what it looks like to be in Christ. Yeah, and so like, so when Jesus prays let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's kind of accompanying this thing of, of like we're in this space where heaven is coming here and our focus should not as much be on us going there. We have so many misconceptions of heaven, even though that's something that we talk about all the time. Like we can't wait to be in heaven. We can't mm-hmm. wait to be in heaven one day. And this concept of heaven it it just seems like so many people are talking about heaven as being something that's like in the clouds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, it's frustrating because nowhere in the Bible it says is that heavens are in the clouds, right? Well, I, I mean, that, that just reminds me of like so many pop culture books that have come out and movies and uh, all of these different things that Christians are writing. Um, like heaven is for real and all these like near-death experience stories that like, we as Christians, we eat it up as though it's like scripture. And I remember when I was, uh, you know, before I started Bible college, before I really knew much of anything, I thought that most Christian books, like in the Christian living section, I thought most of them were like, these are taken directly from scripture. But there's so many gaps that people just kind of fill in with like personal anecdotes, 
stories that may or may not be completely true. Um, all kinds of things like that. Right. And this conception of heaven is something that's in the cloud. So this, this thing that we can't experience now, right? Like it's something that we keep looking forward to Mm -hmm. in the not yet, Yeah. but we don't realize that, you know, heaven has come down in Jesus. Yeah. Right. And so, but then the real heaven that the Bible talks about is actually like a new earth. Like those go simultaneous. Yeah. Yeah, that that like really rocked my world the first time that I heard that because like I kind of had the the view of like the little baby angels on clouds with harps and like I'm going to go up into the sky and I'm going to meet my family and it's going to be like everyone's greeting me like I'm at some sort of airport and my like great grandfather is going to be holding a sign with my name on it and it's going to be this big wonderful gathering but th- there's almost nothing in the Bible that would really lead us to that really we're just kind of going off of like assumptions of people before us. Uh, I think that that's actually rooted more in like Greek ideas of the afterlife than Christian ones. Like Greek mythology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's very like Hercules and totally. Zeus and all that stuff. Cause when, when, like we said, like when heaven is talked about in scripture, it is simultaneous with the new earth. Yeah. And a lot of times it's talking about heaven as this physical place, right? Mm-hmm. Where we will dwell in glorified physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And you can find that in first Corinthians 15. It talks about our physical glorified bodily resurrections at the end times. Right. Yeah. But we're participating. We are participating in this glorious picture of who Christ is. Yeah. Right now. And we can't constantly be thinking about this heaven in the future. Hmm. Right? Yeah. We are to live as if heaven has come down in Christ. And we have this hope, right? This hope is coming. But we're not there yet. Mm. But we need to be consumed in the already to make sure that we are faithfully making the name of Christ known right now. So that people can experience it. That's so good. Are you familiar with, with the philosopher and theologian peter rollins tell me more okay so he's this guy um he's pretty fun to follow on twitter uh if you're into that kind of thing but i've read a lot of his works and he's like just great at storytelling and parables and he tells this story he grew up in ireland during the troubles which is when um like the irish catholics and the irish protestants were like fighting each other and there were all these like terrorist attacks and things like that it was a really rough time to grow up And he tells this story of this guy who worked for basically one of these terrorist organizations. Uh, everyone, every time he tells a story, the person's name is Seamus. So he says this guy Seamus uh, is in the IRA. And so the IRA had a reputation of whenever they would like plan an attack or something like that, then they would call in bomb threats to the police and they would say something like, we've planted a bomb and you've got five minutes to get out. Seamus dies and he goes up to heaven and he meets St. Peter and St. Peter stops him and he says, wait, we can't let you in. Your name's not written in the book of life. You've done all these things. You can't get into heaven. And he says, no, 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 you you don't understand. You guys have five minutes to get out. And so it's this concept of getting everyone out of heaven and to come to earth rather than the traditional view of get everyone on earth to go to heaven. That's great, and it makes me think about even Christ himself, right? Genesis 3, we had the fall, the fall mm. of humanity, right? Yeah. 
and earth didn't go into heaven. No. Even prior to that. Yeah. When God created, he created this earth because he wanted to have a relationship with man and woman. Yeah. And he created this beautiful place for us. And he never said that we're going to heaven right away. Yeah. The fall happened. Mm -hmm. We disobeyed God's commands. And so Jesus had to come down from heaven to earth to restore, reconcile our relationship with God. Right? Yeah. And I think it's just this, this thing where this world is in need of reconciliation with Christ. This world is in need of the gospel. And with that said, it's what can we be doing right here, right now? We have experienced heaven come down. Mm. Jesus has incarnated himself. He has become flesh. We've experienced this as Christians. And so instead of being so heavenly minded all the time where we neglect where we're at right now, the already, mm -hmm. I think that we need to embrace the fact that we are currently on this earth. We are still living and that Jesus is trying to use us and wants to use us. Mm -hmm. And we need to make ourselves available to serve the community, to serve the country, to serve the world in any way possible so that we can make heaven come down. Yeah. You know, N.T. Wright talks about that a lot in uh, in his uh, a lot of his writings, uh, uh, especially in his book, I think, Surprised by Hope, where he talks about Christians as the royal priesthood and uh, basically these people charged with the mission of engaging God's world and being stewards of God's world. And that's everything from uh, engaging in like political issues and issues of social justice to uh, just being caretakers of creation and making sure that we don't like ruin the earth with our garbage and our oil and all of the different things that we use to pollute it. Yeah. And it's just funny because I was driving once with a buddy and he threw a water bottle out the window yeah. and I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, man, this earth is damned and going to hell anyways. Well, why does it matter? Oh, yeah. It's like God created this. And if we look at Genesis 2, God tells Adam to to do what? To cultivate the earth. To cultivate it, to preserve it, to yeah. work it, to work the garden, to make sure that things are you know, being fed, that plants are being watered, that the grass is being mowed. And mm -hmm. But yeah. like, it's, it's crazy. It's we just neglect the fact that like God has put us here and that this is a place for us to dwell and for us to experience Christ because he's come down here. He's manifested himself to us. Yeah. And now what we do is we need to share that glory. We need to care for this earth because it's God's creation. It's not a man-made created earth. Yeah. And it's, it's even, it's even reflected. This idea is even reflected in our hymns. Um, the the line comes to mind this world is not my home i'm just a passing through and that's that's like the outlook that we have that's the approach that we take to everything of like well whatever the whole world's going to burn i'm going to heaven so why do i care i'll just throw my water bottle out the window i'll just like not love my neighbor i'll just like it's it's this very individualistic gospel where it's just like well i'm saved i'm going to heaven so Sorry, Earth. Sorry, people on it. I don't need you anymore. Yeah, and if we thought about, I mean, if we th thought like that about everything, 
then I mean, you're like, think about your money. Like, I'm gonna yeah. throw my money away because it's not heavenly minded. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> right, I'll take it. <laughs> but that's kind of this idea of like, no, you've been given money to steward well, mm. to steward for the kingdom, right? You are here to steward your money well, and you're here to steward this earth well, and just the things that are of it. We are vessels. God is using us here as we are in Christ. We are sharing Christ and his beauty with one another. We're caring for the poor. We're caring for all those around us who are weak, and we love them because Christ loved us. And it's just this incredible thing, and it's just so easy to neglect because we're not willing to embrace that we are already partaking of the eschaton or the time of the end. Heaven is here. Heaven is here. But heaven is coming as well Mm. in the new earth. And that's our hope. That's something that we hope in. But we can't neglect the fact that Christ is here. Because to me, what is heaven, right? Like what even is heaven? Yeah. Apart from Jesus, we don't even know what, what a heaven is. Yeah. And so I think Jesus is heaven in a sense mm-hmm. is because what it means to be in heaven is to be in paradise or to experience paradise. And to me, I don't know what more par- like what is better than paradise than Jesus himself. Yeah. He is paradise because when we are worshiping him, when we are reading about him, when we are getting to know him in a personal relationship, I believe we are experiencing paradise. Yeah, it's it's like um even when we think of the word paradise in our like modern like earthly context we think of like tropical islands totally bora bora hawaii and it's just like it's not so much the white sand beaches and the blue ocean that we are calling paradise it's something deeper it's this feeling that is encapsulated by these things it's uh, everything th- that we have imbued into this picture of like laying on the beach, it's this overwhelming sense of peace, no worries. It's honestly, to me, it's the biblical concept of shalom. Mm. This this ancient idea of nothing being missing and nothing being broken. Mm. And that's, to me, that's heaven. That's what Jesus is bringing to earth. That's what he's talking about when he says, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking about shalom. Mm -hmm. Let your peace come. And the only way to experience that peace is in Christ. Yeah. Is to experience Christ himself. Mm -hmm. He is the peace. He is the shalom. He's come to bring shalom to earth from heaven. Yeah. And we embody that when we become peacemakers Mm. and when we go out into our communities and we bless the people that are broken. And when we search for the people that are missing and we become these agents of peace in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. And of course, we love thinking in the way of having a world that is free of sin, free of evil, free of sickness and suffering and death. We love that picture. And that's great. Like I do too. I cannot wait for a world like that Mm. to think that loved ones won't perish to think about these things right here on earth. And that's just so difficult to deal with for a lot of people. And it just, it's just a really tough thing. And to know that in the future, this will no longer exist, but we cannot neglect the already that we are in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me uh, a couple weeks ago. I mean, you and I live in Chicago 
Chicago has a reputation of being a violent city, and our neighborhood actually just recently experienced a couple of bouts of that. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of teenagers uh, were victims of shootings, and our church went out and engaged with our community. A couple of churches got together and, and did a prayer walk. And I feel like that was just us acknowledging this whole idea of already and not yet, because although there's nothing we can do about these shootings, mm-hmm. there's nothing we could do to stop them. There's nothing we could do to go back and prevent them from happening, but we can come together as believers and pray for peace in our city and engage in this idea of heaven coming here and just ask God, bring more of that peace, bring more of that shalom into our community. Because our community needs the gospel. Yeah. And we want God to bring the gospel to our community to our city, mm. to our state and our country and our world. We want this, right? And so it's just an amazing opportunity to go out and to just ask the peace of God, the shalom Jesus to come here mm. and to embrace what is going on to enter into our situation because he does. Wow. Amen. Let's just close in prayer. Wrap it up. <laughs> our father our father who art in heaven. heaven man that is just like that's deep stuff man inaugurated eschatology mm, the already not yet man so what so what do we got going on uh in the future here rob man so first of all for all of you who've been listening to our first episode and have just listened to this one thank you so much for just being a part of this with us and yeah we are really appreciative of that we really, really have some big stuff happening. Yeah. We got some amazing guest speakers coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And, like, we want to tell you who they are, but we also don't. Like, we already know who they are, but we will not yet reveal it to you. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you did there. We have a lot of fun topics coming up. Um, also, we will be talking about ordination of women in ministry. We're going to be talking about glossolalia. Which is what? Speaking in tongues. Mm. Amen. (laughs) Um, We'll also be addressing church government, uh, the role of the church in the world. We're going to talk about hell and the devil. We're going to talk about apologetics, about pacifism, and a lot of other fun stuff. So we just got a lot of good stuff coming up in the future. Yeah. All things diversity in theology and culture. Yeah. And so the thing that we're about here at Soma Podcast is to just really explore things and just talk about things and to enter into others way of thought Mm. we don't want to just be dogmatic as we talked about in our first episode about everything where it's just like no this 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 is why you have no other say about this Mm -hmm. we want to explore theological diversity and explore the diversity in culture we want to enter into and hear what others have to say and why they believe certain things and why their perspectives are the way they're thinking. Yeah. And on top of that, I just want to encourage those of you out in Twitter land in the internet world, if you have an idea of someone who would be great to be interviewed on this podcast, just tweet at them, tweet at us, say, hey, you guys should talk. If you have a personal connection with somebody awesome, if anyone out there knows N.T. Wright, let us know, and uh, we will try and make connections with uh, these people that you would like to hear on this podcast. We want to start doing a lot more interview stuff, so it's not just us jabbering on about things. So we're going to just expect big things in the future of 
more people involved in this um, and just go ahead and talk to us on Twitter at Soma Podcast. And of course, we're really excited about our first guest that will be joining us in episode three. And we have plenty more guests throughout the calendar that we're excited. So just tune in to our next episode. And again, thanks for listening to episode two on Inaugurated Eschatology.